Him spaghetti. <laughs> a fan of spaghetti. Mmm. I'm ready. I'm ready with spaghetti. Uh, hatchet? You are my sunshine. <laughs> my only sunshine. You make me happy. Grand <clears throat> skies are gray. What are you, Kermit the Frog? Rules are what make it all work. I know it's not easy. But there's always work. There is always a cost. Here, if you try to skirt it, if you try to cut that corner... <laughs> this is Zombies Ate My Podcast. <laughs> You, uh, you may be wondering why I haven't talked yet. I him spaghetti. Oh, there it is. Soundboard's crashing again. Welcome to Zombies Ate My Podcast. I am Bob Fournier. And joining me, as always, we have the busy zombie lord, Lou Page. Howdy, howdy. Lou, I was just talking about it, and then it went and happened, and my whole soundboard just crashed. Well, that's why I don't use Mac. <laughs> that's even okay. Yep, it's the Mac's fault. Yep, yep. That's, that's what did it. I'm playing Mario Run. How are you doing? Uh, not doing too bad. <laughs> oh, I, I was going to say, like, what does that have to do with the show? But then I remembered Sick Burn. Sorry, iPhone. Speaking, speaking of Sick Burns, oh. uh, Ryan Murphy, how are you? Yeah, I got a cream for that, so it's uh, it's getting better. But um, that's a terrible joke. I feel yeah. bad. Uh, no, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm ready to talk about zombies. You know, it's funny. Each week, there's, like, enough content to do this show, but when you skip a week, essentially the last two weeks, uh, shit piles up. There's a lot that happened in the last two weeks. Yeah, I don't, yeah, that, that's crazy. And a lot of that's big stuff, because, because usually Lou will come in and be like, now, nah, Ryan, this is a terrible story. We need to cut that. And there's at least one story we probably could cut, but still, a lot of big stuff happened in the last two weeks. Yeah, really. Well, let's break it down. We got a lot to talk about, so I'll, I'll jump right into the news with you. Let's do and it. for that, we play this. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Just for today. Just oh, for today. Thanks, uh, Bob. Huge announcement. Uh, Last of Us Part 2. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Uh, it's it's coming. Yeah. They, after Naughty Dog said that they weren't going to do a sequel, apparently yeah. they've changed their mind. Now, yeah. okay, I can't tell Lou if you're being cynical, Lou, or you're just you're 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 stating a fact. Can can I? I'm, can sta- I... I'm stating a fact in interviews. He's cynically it, stating a fact. But in, uh, yeah, in interviews a <laughs> couple years ago, after they finished the first one, people were saying, "Will we get a sequel? Will we get a sequel?" And Naughty Dog said, eh, "It's kind of. We think it's going to be a one and done story. We're not really we we're not really interested in that and a sequel." And lo and behold. They've surprised us. Something tells me Sony threw a lot of money at them and said, really, 
would really really like a sequel to this <laughs> well i well, think i think like as someone who's who and this is funny this is something we were talking about before the show as well when it comes to gaming when it comes to technology when it comes to movies i'm very positive i love to be positive about the things i love and last of us is this thing i hold super dear and naughty dog is a is a, is a developer that can can do things with their characters better than many many developers out there if not all of them i'd say like uncharted 4 we didn't need an uncharted 4 mm. uncharted 3 ended yeah. in a way that sort of like packaged it all up and said hey this series is done we're gonna move on and then lou you're absolutely correct sony threw a bunch of money at them until they said okay fine we'll make a fourth one and they did and they do things with those characters in uncharted 4 that is really, really smart and well done. And even to the point where they even use the, like, people saying, oh, it's tired, it's an excuse, like, you know, Nathan Drake, how can he do this, continue to do this? They actually play with that. And I feel like, yeah, they have mentioned that Last of Us Part Two is something that they would only, my understanding is they would only do if the right story presented itself. And even in this, uh, this PlayStation blog and a couple articles, they've said, like, we almost didn't do it until this story kind of stuck and it and it presented an opportunity that was worth telling and i think that's pretty that's that's all i needed to know right you know i I was just gonna say it's funny that um when i played the first one through uh the ending of the first one you you're left satisfied if that's the end of the whole thing but you're also left satisfied knowing that there could be another one like the, the way the first game ended was just beautifully done because you you're okay with both scenarios you know what i mean like you can see a sequel happening but you're also like oh you know what if that's how it ends that's pretty good too mm-hmm. yeah sorry what were you saying lou we, we... yeah i didn't mean to cut you off no, I, was gonna say, I was gonna say there was something also that was released in the news this week and that was that a bunch of them are already back in the motion capture suits and nobody's seen troy baker yet so uh, well, hmm. I think I think in the original I, announcement he was in there, but yes, he's in the original announcement. But so far, he has not made an appearances. I'm assuming it's because he's busy doing voice acting work for every other video game out there. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that because like he gets around. I was playing uh, Swotor for Gamers in uh, as part of our 250th episode celebration, and he's one of the characters. So he still does everything not just like the the top tier like bioshocks uncharted stuff like that so he's incredibly busy but i mean i've been playing through last of us remastered because of this announcement and man that game is phenomenal and there really hasn't been anything like it in a long time like that that's that surreal stealth uh of the game and and then you're just super stoked when human enemies come across you instead of the clickers because the clickers are just so menacing and i think it's one of the only zombie games that truly puts the power in the zombies hands you know um and makes you vulnerable i don't think there's another game like that you know all the other ones just they give you a giant machine gun or like an infinite amount of health and you're good to go this one it was really punishing and uh, i can't wait to play more i i I fear that Last of Us Part Two is like three years away because uh, yeah. they they were unwilling to comment on the release date. Although they said that we would have more news soon, but uh, because this trailer was actually going to be for E3, uh, but they bumped it up for the PlayStation experience. Uh, 
So I, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's definitely not this year, and it's definitely it might be it could be late next year, but I would probably peg it at like a May twenty nineteen. Yeah, that's. I can see that. Yeah, well, it's still. I mean, it's it's a fun thing to wait for, and like you said, going through the first one's probably a blast too. Reliving that. So okay. totally worth uh, checking out on on PS4. It's uh, it's a good remastering. Yeah. Well, speaking of four. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, good, good job. Dead Rising four. Yep. Yeah, it anyone came out. Excited? Yeah. Anyone anyone beat it yet? Anyone play it? I I have not played it, although I will state that I'm 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 kind of interested just on the aspect that if it's that it's a Christmas game, and I can't quite place another Christmas game. Does that make me weird? No. Okay. Well, I, I'm, I'm I mean you're weird, but there will be Steam sales this week, so I'm gonna it's on my wish list. So I'm hoping that maybe it goes on sale. Well, it's already gonna be uh, discounted on Xbox One through the holiday sale, and uh, again, pre-show we were discussing that uh, you don't have an Xbox One, but you're right; it'll probably go into a deeper discount on Steam. So, um, yeah, so it's out. It's out, and in, and the reviews are kind of like they're, 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 average. Some places are giving it really good reviews, and some places are being like, "eh, it's more the same." Yeah, which well, I, mean, I, mean, I think yeah. I think there's some fatigue on the series as a whole. Well, yeah, I don't think you can do much more than what you're doing with it, right? I mean, yeah, it's the same, but I think it's okay to be the same in that case. Well, I think what I think what's hurt it was that they just re-released what one, two, one and two, like in the last six months so you just spent a bunch of money and time playing as uh frank west again and they're going oh yeah and here's a new game and they go oh sweet oh it's more the same i think they would have benefited more from releasing four and then re-releasing one and two afterwards i think they i think they that would have been good yeah i it, it's it is odd to re- release it so close because these days the remasters are used uh, as a, sort of a stopgap. Like, oh, we're not going to get Elder Scrolls Six anytime soon. Let's remaster Skyrim, and yeah. releasing Dead Rising One through Three, not even in a remastered state, more of just a make it run state. Uh, because I don't think they really touched those games. They just kind of made them run. No, they did remaster the first two, I believe. Oh okay. It, oh, it's right. not it's not great, but they touched them up to make them more HD. Yeah. Well, we also uh we have one more bit of video game news and that is uh Telltale's Walking Dead season 3 is out first two episodes. Yeah, they uh they've announced that they would well, announced and released. This news has been in here for a while. Uh yeah. Uh, this uh, this was sort of started at the Game Awards, but two episodes came out, uh, both of which can be played right now. It released uh, yesterday, and uh, none of us have played it yet, but uh, we do have some exciting news that we, thanks to our lovely patrons over the last year, we all have copies of the game, and uh, we will be playing them and reviewing slash spoiling the episodes as they're released. So uh, tune in very soon for some spoilerific. Are we going to do both episodes, or are we going to split it at and do one and two, or what do you guys want to do? Uh, I guess it'll depend on how long each episode is. And yeah, how I, long it, it takes. that's my think thinking is maybe we do one each episode. Okay. I, d- I hear they're 
they're kind of short. I made the mistake of going into the Steam discussions, and everyone kind of had a shit shit fit about it. So, um, don't go into the Steam discussions for games that you're kind of looking forward to playing, because that's a great way to kind of, you know, not like the internet anymore. <laughs> I only go into Steam discussions if I've already made an opinion that is negative. Ah, yes. Yeah, well... I don't know. I, I'm um, I'm kind of I've kind of bummed that. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I am looking forward to playing it, uh, but I have heard things where like you're not you're definitely not playing as Clementine, and she's not as heavily featured as you would have preferred. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's why I'm not reading anything about it. Don't ruin it for me. Well, I'm not trying to ruin it. I don't I don't actually don't know anything about what happens in the game, but. Uh, uh, it, it's funny. It is also before we move out of news. It's interesting to note that Steam sale starts probably tomorrow. So when this posts, mm-hmm. it'll probably already be live. But uh, there's a huge sale on Resident Evil franchise, so you can get in on that fun early. Oh well. Speaking of that, Resident Evil. Do you have an update? Have you watched any movies? I have watched the <clears throat> final. Well, the final movie I can watch for now in the Resident Evil franchise, which is Resident Evil Retribution. Retribution. Yeah, and this no. is the... Sorry, Lou, go ahead. I'm saying, tell me it was terrible. It was great. It's terrible. Um, it's awful. They, they fall apart. So remember, the I, th- I was musing that maybe it was the every other movie that was good. This one falls apart pretty heavy. Um, they try to bring in some some extra characters. Uh, they try to bring in Barry Burton and Leon, and they just end up being kind of like one-dimensional, like only in name and a little bit in look uh, towards the video games. So that's kind of frustrating, um, the fact that they bring these characters in and you're just like, okay, whatever. Um, but th- they do um, they do kind of like an interesting thing of explaining how Umbrella is testing to ruin the world with the T-Virus. They explain a lot about the clones. And I think the expl- explanation is kind of clever and, and, and in a way that uh, is very evil corporation-esque. So I kind of dug that. Something that yeah. the Resident Evil games never do. They never explain why Umbrella or how Umbrella does what they do. And honestly watching the movie it's probably for the best that they don't try to explain it because it's just going to come off as like batshit but yeah kind of a waste of barry burton because he has no like one-liners there's no jill sandwich there's no master of unlocking you'd think they would have like had considering the self-control across this franchise you'd think they would have at least like slipped one of those in it would have been terrible but like they haven't really shown some restraint with this with this film series so i don't know why they showed it there like Barry Burton isn't this character sacred worth of protecting. Hmm, yeah. it, it, it's just really weird, and um, I don't know. the 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 movie continues to showcase that like it's it's a straight up action film, um, and uh-huh. the action in it is is decent. Uh, and you don't get these types of movies very often. You know, these action heavy, story light, just action. Uh, killing guns zombies stuff like that you just don't get it as often as you would hope so i kind of get why these films are successful but um yeah i'm glad you do because i still don't (laughs) what do you mean oh no i don't oh i don't think they're exceptional i'm just saying i understand why people might think that because they're they're few and far between of these type of action films but no it's not 
by no means am I saying this is a good film, and I mean, it sets up the final chapter pretty well. Like, the ending to this is kind of like, okay, unless everything was a dream sequence, the last movie is coming. Like, you cannot set up the ending of this film and not have the final chapter be something that is a big climactic ending you know right but um yeah so i gotta ask you though what's your what's your favorite of the series uh if you had to pick one probably the first one and then the third one and then the first 45 minutes of the second one and then that's it (laughs) the other ones don't exist it's done yeah this one um this one has uh you know it doubles down on the plastic monsters they actually features a scene where there's two of the axe-wielding guys from the fourth one. So that was a little lame. Uh, they start recycling stuff, like the liquor shows back up. Uh, yeah. All the characters from the first one show back up because they're clones. Like, they explain everything as, like, all the umbrella all the umbrella people that you've come across throughout the game are clones. So everybody's a clone that is from umbrella so like the main oliviera guy uh you know um rodriguez chick she's a clone and it's just i like the explanation of it but i don't i don't like the sort of like retconning of the original stuff you know because i think the first film's pretty good and i would have been satisfied if just those guys weren't clones but they made clones of them for some reason of course they did i just i guys it's just it's a bad it's a bad movie series um, and, and I don't think the final chapter is going to be redeem- any better. No, I don't think it's going to be any better. And I, and I promised I would see it in theaters. And, uh, on that note, um, for the extra life charity, we, we actually promised a lot to the people who donated, which is awesome that people donated. And we actually just broke our 3000 goal and, uh, people can continue to donate until the 31st of December. But in terms of the Zamp community, you guys did fantastic, and I know we still owe some stuff. So Zombies on a Plane is coming. We will upload that to YouTube, and you'll be able to check it out. And uh, there is also a user poll for for content submitted by um, uh, the fans. So we're going to be putting that poll up throughout the holidays and then making a decision uh, in January to see what we do. And it'll probably, you know, I think a lot of things were like movies and, you know, B B stuff and, and just... It's going to be a lot of fun, and I think it'll be more fun than than this Resident Evil series has been because it's it's really on downhill. Uh, I was originally going to watch all of these with you, and then I decided after rewatching like the first two, eh, maybe not. They're they're yeah. like they're not they're not terrible films. They're just kind of like I don't know. They just don't do the source material justice, and that's the greatest problem with this series is that it's not. A Resident Evil. It stops being a Resident Evil movie after the first forty-five minutes of two. Some would, some could say even two was was a Resident Evil inspired movie. Yeah. But I don't know, guys. Um, yeah, I don't. I'm not looking forward to the final chapter, but I am also looking forward to following up on uh, on on what everyone has done for Extra Life through Zamp. So I I really appreciate that. And don't take my complaining about the Resident Evil franchise as um, me complaining about all the hard work and, and dedication you guys did to, to sort of help us out in Extra Life. So, yeah. Uh, Ryan, that's, people did this so that you would complain. That's Perfect. All. That's I, all. I just so. wanted to make sure that was the case because, if anything, I, I think I did promise that I would be complaining a lot. 
But like Retribution okay. is by far not the worst of the franchise. I think the worst is four. Uh, this one has some redeeming moments, which we talked about. But uh, yeah, it's uh, and also Chris and Claire Redfield disappear for this film, like without explanation. Even though well, in it's got Leon Kennedy in it, right? Yeah, and and Ada Wong's in it as well. Uh, yep. I forgot about that. And um, Wesker's obviously in it, but they're. They're just characters that were featured heavily in the previous films that disappear for no reason. Like Chris and, and Claire Redfield are gone, even though at the end of four, they're they're there, uh, and they're on the boat. They're on the boat that gets attacked at the start, but they just disappear, and then like I don't know. Anyways, I could go through you know the what, plot. You know what ruins it for me? What's that? Um, during the attack on the Arcadia, Alice is seen shooting quarters from a 12-gauge shotgun through the windshield of one of the tilt-rotor aircrafts, killing the pilot. However, the diameter of a quarter is 0.955 inches. Therefore, it would not fit into a 12-gauge shotgun as the diameter of a shotgun barrel is only 0.729 inches. I'm just reading some of the goofs on this. Are you are you doing your best <laughs> Eugene just, impression? I, I, I just, uh, yeah, it was my... Um, my favorite Eugene moment. I'd like to take it back to awkward silence now. There you go. Ah, okay. Um, no, I was reading. I just opened up IMDb and looked at some of the goofs. <laughs> That's the first one on there. The, like, really? The size of a quarter? Okay. The poster for Resident Evil, the final chapter, looks pretty cool. Like, there's there's some characters in there featured that, like, you know, you've got your, your Claire Redfield coming back. And I believe one of those characters is, uh, looks to be one of the people who died in the in one of the original films so it's like yeah ian it must be i think it's ian glenn yeah ian glenn who 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 i'm pretty sure died so we would know better than us i i guess i would i'm kind of the expert now i'm it's nice to be the expert of uh of something, of something yeah wow even if it, even <laughs> if it is resident Evil movie. on the on this podcast i i like to think i i am knowledgeable but uh yeah, in terms of uh, in terms of Resident Evil, the French film friend, and then there's this new guy. Who the hell is this? William Levy. He's in the new film. Is that like is that like that other Levy guy's name? Uh, the other Levy character? I don't know. I have no idea, dude. I just I don't know, guys. So you're gonna go see? Are you still kind of excited to at least go finish it off and see? Oh yeah, I am. I think so. Um, there is one thing you need to fill me in on when you go that? see it in theaters. Tell me how many people are in the theater with you. <laughs> Do I see it in IMAX 3D? That's the real question. Of course, yeah. How else would you see it? I don't know. Not. <laughs> that's how else I would see it. Not see it. All right. Well, you know what though? Uh, we'll we'll get into some more Resident Evil stuff later on in the in in the beginning of 2017. Thanks to Ryan Murphy and you patrons. But um, I do want to talk a little bit about the first half of season seven of The Walking Dead. You were right. Right from the start. You told us to get ready to fight. I didn't listen. I couldn't. I can now. It's very, it's very moving. 
very uh very very come together at the end of that, huh? It's uh very interesting. Hmm. So um since we've last left our listeners. Yeah. Uh we we have we've got a couple episodes to talk about, right? The yep. last two in the season, the first half. I, of the I, season. I don't, I don't think we have a. We're going to have a whole lot to say about "Sing Me a Song." <clears throat> I want to hear all of our best impressions of singing the song that Carl sang. Nope. All right, I'll, I'll go first. <laughs> nope. <clears throat> you are my sunshine. Go on. Oh, Negan kind of ruined that for me. <laughs> no, that was me. Go on. Come on now. <laughs> Go on. Go, Go on. on. Sing now. Come on. Go on. Your penis. What? Whoa. Uh, Negan. So, Negan, calm down. Um, uh, hatchet? So, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I I want to tell you guys something about uh, Sing Me a Song. Um, I want to... <laughs> I don't know how to say this. I want to tell you something about the first half of season seven. Um, I went back and over the course of the weekend uh, watched all all seven episodes before the finale. Why would you do that? Because um, I, I felt like we've been given The Walking Dead a really bad rap lately, and I kind of wanted to go back through. I didn't watch the first half of the first episode <laughs> Um, oh yeah, I, I don't blame that. you on that. Yeah, one. I, I just couldn't really bring myself to watch that part again. Um, I enjoyed this season so far, but I think I've enjoyed it for one reason. Mm-hmm. I think it's because I'm a comic book reader. Do you feel like it's um, because it's it's leading you in a direction that you know it's going because you're seeing the stepping stones in the show like yeah because you've read ahead you know like oh this is that moment that leads to this next moment in that we're gonna see yeah. in march and ryan and lou won't be able to appreciate it until march or yeah. even april I, and i think you guys will uh, maybe not appreciate it but i think you'll get a better understanding of what they were doing and what they were building up to um, come March, uh, Andrew Lincoln was actually interviewed about the whole, like a lot of fans kind of upset about season seven. And he, he was really, he's like, I'm really disappointed that the fans feel that way. And he was like, there's an overall bigger picture that we're working on. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I can tell you the second half of the season is completely different from the first half. He's like, but I think they're both good. So for me, well- my thing is, is I understand that they're setting up something, and I definitely can see where it's going. But they've given us a bunch of extended episodes. Oh yeah, and, and I think that's what's hurt it for me is because we've had to sit through sixty-minute episodes without commercials, and yeah. it, and it, and it looks their sixty-minute episodes feel like the fifteen minutes is just kind of like extra scenes to, for padding so that they can say. It was a sixty-minute episode. Well, yeah. And usually, you get one one every mid-season, uh, and which is weird that we've got like what three of them, four of them, yeah, yeah. three or four. There's been a yeah. lot. There's been definitely been a lot of story development. Um, the the sing me a song, like there's the the scene in the comic book where Carl, when they open the back of the truck and Carl uh, sprays down a bunch of Negan's men. Um, I was wondering how they were going to pull that off in the show. 
or if they were going to be able to do it because in the comic book he's actually got a machine gun like and it's like it looks like it's way too big for him um but it, it was kind of cool to see that come to life and then um the singing scene is very very iconic in the comic book uh it's done really well and it starts this weird chemistry that negan has for carl right Mm -hmm. but in the comic book and this is kind of spoilery but it's not really but in the comic book carl almost has a more of a curiosity for negan and i think you're kind of starting to see that in the tv show too um but when negan's showing him all the dad stuff or your dad should be doing this and all this you know what's going on um, that's the stuff that Carl kind of latches on to in the comic books. And, um, there's definitely some, some chemistry between the two of them. So I think I was really excited to see that scene because it was done really well. But I realized as a non-comic book reader, everyone else is kind of like, this is awkward, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, it, it just, it was very awkward, but, um, it, it was kind of cool for me to watch because I was like, man, this is leading into this and this and this, you know, and it, it got me excited. And it almost seemed like this first half of this season was more of a tribute to the comics and the fans of the comics, really. I don't know a better way to describe it. Yeah, I, I mean, I appreciate what the show is doing in terms of like Rick being broken and slowly working back towards the what we see at the end of the mid-season finale where he's ready to fight and uh and i i think the the best two episodes of the season were these last two episodes because mm-hmm. they they felt like a two-parter that played really well together and and kind of yeah. showed showed what we needed to see which was like alexandria fighting to survive by bringing negan what he wanted and also seeing what negan does when people piss him off when people step out of line and we got that in both these episodes, which we had not seen for the entirety of the season besides the opening uh, episode. Well, we saw it with the saviors, right? We saw him, what he does to the saviors when they get out of line. Yeah, I mean, then... I mean we've seen and we've seen it and there's been hints. And if you read between the lines, you see some pretty gnarly stuff in every episode. Or maybe yeah. you don't even see, but you you can picture it. But in terms of seeing it and actually seeing him do it, uh, these two episodes are really up there in terms of the Negan that we were introduced to. I think that's why this season sort of faltered for me, especially, is that the season finale of season six, the season opener of season seven, shows a Negan that is brutal and unforgiving, and he can crack wise, sure, but those wisecracks are often interchanged with just terrible, terrible things. But then episode two through five or two through six were kind of like these one-offs, like Negan's not around, his people are, but, you know, nothing really bad's happening because something bad already happened and you're falling in line. So I think that's uh, why the the later half of the season is going to be very different because now we see that, oh, they're not in line anymore. They're actually quite the opposite. Yeah, I think... um... I, well, I agree with you. I, I do. And um, I we're going to see some serious stuff in Season 7B. But uh, I, you know, it's like you said. Like, you know, all these people are like, 
loving the way that Negan talks and the dialogue, and they think he's like the coolest character in the world still. And then he goes and he just stabs Spencer out of nowhere, right? And then just tries to see if he has guts, literally, you know? Mm-hmm. And not apologetic for it at all whatsoever. Kind of like, I but, just did you a favor. I did you a solid type thing. Yeah, and and it's crazy because Negan strategically does everything, right? Like, he gets rid of Spencer because he knows he's a threat, right? He's like, oh, this guy's going to try and rebel up against Rick, and then that means I won't get my supplies, and then I'll lose Alexandria as part of my resources. Um, you know, it, and he just does lays down the line, like, that whole scene with Rosita shooting Lucille I thought was awesome because <laughs> he got so mad at that. <laughs> Not yeah. because he got shot at, but because she shot Lucille. Yeah. Um, which I thought was pretty funny. No, but, it, it kind of, I don't know, Lou might agree with me here, but it kind of felt a little out of character because I know like he's jokey jokey, he loves Lucille, but not so much that he would be upset that Lucille's been dented by a bullet, but not him almost being killed. And he doesn't even do anything about it. Like, he gets angry, but he lets his um, his subordinate kind of, like, kill people, you know? He doesn't, yeah. he doesn't really get involved. He's kind of like, you didn't kill me. You almost killed Lucille. So, I don't know, shoot the shoot the lady that we've been focusing on this season. Now, I want to call her Denise, but I know that's not the right word. What's um, her name? Food lady. Oh, um... Oh god, now yeah. I can't remember. Now we're both terrible. Yeah. Um no, now, so, so ahead, I was gonna say, so in the pre mid season finale, it, it it was interesting to see how Negan society works from Carl's point of view and that he showed Carl around and you you saw different aspects of it and you got to see what a tyrant he is. Yep. You know. And and that was interesting. It, uh, my gripe is it just didn't warrant an extended episode. Mm. Like they could have, they could have justified that all in a regular sized episode. Um, and him coming back, I was left going, okay, cool. And you know, so this episode begins with, you know, where we left off, legitimately right where we left off. With Negan in the shaving and the and yeah. preparing dinner, and I was like, okay, this is interesting. We'll we'll see where this is gonna go, and it went right where I expected it to go. That people were gonna be freaked out. He was there, and I like that. Was gonna come back. Yeah, no, and Rick yeah. came back, and the one thing I didn't get was why they beat up on um, uh, uh what's his name. The guy that was with Rick when they came back with their oh empty Alex uh, Aaron, no Aaron Aaron I knew it began with an A but yeah. uh, uh, when they beat up on Aaron I get that they saw the note in the thing and that 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 but they really just beat up on him for no reason yeah that was a bit but, like that was a bit like, like too maniacal look it felt like it was there just to be yeah we got to show some more violence this week yeah let's like, beat up one they, of our favorite characters. It, it, if you had taken that whole scene out, like you would have essentially gotten the same thing without that scene. Like you would have gotten to the same conclusion that served no real story purpose as far as I could tell. Except yeah. to show that the saviors are jerks. And it was like, we've had a whole season to establish that. This is not changing my view of the saviors. 
Yeah, and I, I get what you're saying, and I, I understand. Um, I don't think the show's done a good enough job talking about what Negan's done for the Saviors and how he's, you know. No, they have. I, I, I only know this stuff that from what other fans of the comics have told me. Yeah. And so I get that, but I feel like the show just does a really, really bad job of establishing that. They really are just expecting the, the viewers now to be comic book fans. Yeah, and well, I think that's the problem. Is like, <clears throat> they probably don't want to spend a lot of time explaining that to people, but in the same sense, they really should have because right now people are just confused of why people follow Negan around other than he keeps them safe or whatever, but he treats them like garbage, and you heard him in the, in the beginning of the episode. Like, rules are there, right? He made those rules, and if you break those rules, he'll make you pay for it. Um, it the show should have done a better job of showing... A little bit more of like maybe why Negan has this following, right? Yeah, that they really, as a viewer, they really need to do that, especially with the upcoming season, because all we've seen him do is be a jerk. All we've seen him do is be tyrannical. Even his own people are like legitimately. He, I don't like Dwight, but yeah, uh, but they've shown him literally just toy with Dwight and make Dwight miserable and do all this stuff. And yet at every turn, Dwight continues to do what Negan wants and even go go as far as to kill a friend because that's what Negan wants. And you're like, okay, I get that, but nothing I've seen shows that Negan deserves this kind of loyalty, except that he's going to kill you. And when your only fear is death, you know, like, there's only just so far you can push someone before they just go, fuck it, shoot me. Yeah. You know? Well, and we've already seen that with, with uh, Dwight killing that guy he he uh, he went to capture, right? And and he's like, I don't want to go back. Shoot me if you have to. That's the only way I'll go yeah. back. And the thing is, it's uh, we've seen with Dwight, like the only reason, Dwight and his, his ex-wife, the only reason they're still doing what they're doing, which is, one uh, with a burnt off face doing the bidding of a madman and two um you know dressed in this weird like sort of culty um all the wives of negan are dressed the same way and all they do is serve negan like the only reason they're doing that is they feel like this is this is a way a solid way to survive you know survive the apocalypse and they're not i don't know if they're necessarily afraid of negan but they're more afraid of the outside world and they feel like, okay, well, this punishment is just the way the world works now. And, um, yeah, I, I, I just, it's weird. I really like this season because it's different from everything else. You know, like you have the governor who's just an unhinged madman and you have the hunters who are just these unhinged mad people. And now you have Negan who's like, sure, he's kind of nuts, but at least he knows what he's doing he's he's kind of in control and i have a feeling that he's only going to lose control because people are going to fight him not because he's he's going to go crazy suddenly you know i don't think that's what's going to happen and that's certainly not what they're setting up like he's he's already hit peak crazy there's no pushing him over the edge he's just he's just a well-organized terrible person yeah so let's talk about a couple uh characters for for a second so uh, Daryl comes back. He escapes. Uh, looks like probably Dwight gave him a key to get out of there. Well, is that what um, we, I don't. No, I don't think it was Dwight at all. 
You think it was Dwight's ex-wife? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was the ex-wife. Um. Yeah, I'll leave it at that. Um, well, well, okay, like. <clears throat> You know, in the comics, like maybe it was Dwight, maybe it wasn't. It's not, it's not how it, I it, sound. No, I know. If it was, if, I will say this: if there in the comics, the comics anyway. if, yeah. if, if 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 in the comics it was Dwight that helped him, right? That makes sense. In the show, if it's Dwight that helps him, it serves no purpose. Well, I think it's. Uh, I think they're. Uh, I think they're trying to lead us to thinking that Dwight may be not happy where he is with the saviors. Uh, there's a lot of talk about it and between him and the, like even the guy that he had to shoot. Um, again, they would have to do a better job of explaining if it was Dwight, it could have been his ex girlfriend, but, um, Daryl's messed up. <laughs> like, well, he kills uh, fat Joey, right? Yeah, like, and the thing is, is we don't know if Fat Joey would have tried to kill Daryl or not. We we really don't, right? Um, but the fact that Daryl smashes him repeatedly shows me that his time in that cell and with the saviors, he's he might be a little gone. You know? Well, I think he just needs he needs he needed that bro hug. He was looking for. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think he's gone. I think it was well. I think it was really well established when um, he says to. Uh, I think it's Jesus yeah. looks at him and he says, "He says no." He 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 made he fit, it was. I can't think of the exact line, but it was like in other words, he thinks that there's rules and he thinks that there's order to this, but it's really here just so he can steal shit. Well, he basically. Uh, I think what he says is. Um... Um, they want it all, basically. Yeah. And mm-hmm. yeah, so he, but it, just the way that he he kills them is just it seems kind of brutal to me. Not um, at all to me. Well, it, it was like one hit would have probably done it. The the ten hits seems almost Negan esque, really. Well, like well, quite literally. You have to remember he's been there for weeks yeah. now, and he's been tortured. And that guy was a jerk to him earlier. Like he was. Yeah. At, at, at that point, and now he has the point to kill the guy. I'd probably let it a little aggression too. Yeah. Well, we got so we got Daryl back. Um, whether he's stable or not, we don't know. He definitely looked happy to see Rick when they hugged. I thought that was kind of a cool moment. I think I to, like to think he grabbed a little butt. Yeah, just a little bit. Like that's where he went. <laughs> yes. Um, it was it was kind of fun to watch that moment at the end. Um, Carl. As a character, I, I think we're a little conflicted with him and what's going on through his head, right? Mm-hmm. He was definitely on a suicide mission at one point to kill Negan. Um, and now he's spending a lot of time with Negan, so there's that dynamic there. Um, the other couple big ones, you have uh, Rick, who finally turns around and really decides that enough is enough, right? Yeah. Uh, which fight. I thought... Which I thought was awesome, because uh, it just, it's like, all right, here's what they call all-out war in the story arc for the comics, right? And as most people know now, it's where the the communities group together, and they do it to fight Negan. So we have the hilltop, we have Alexandria, and we have the kingdom. Um, that was called out in the trailer uh, for the next season, so we know those three. Um, but we also have Oceanside, mm-hmm. right? And it looks like there might be even one more group. Um, 
we had that mysterious boot that yeah, popped in there. That was um That was Oceanside. I don't think so. I think so. I think it's uh I think it's a new group. Like a new group as in like new group we haven't seen on the show or new group you know what you know comics. Oh no 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 comics at all. I think this is literally a new group. I was kinda looking at the trailer and at one point they look like they're almost at like a kind of a junkyard and then there's a walker with uh, big giant spikes coming out of them. Yeah, like Mad Max type stuff. Yeah, so I'm almost wondering if there's another like like a um, uh, like a junkyard group or something. Like they meet another group and maybe that's who's following them and watching them. Um, that would be neat. Yeah, it would be cool to see a new group that's not comic related or you know just something brand new, entirely different. And then you'd have all five of those communities fighting against the saviors, which. You'd almost need all of that, you know. Well, that's and that's the other thing too. Is it's kind of, it would it would be kind of nice if it wasn't just Rick, be the guy who brings all the groups together. It would be nice to see some like outside involvement, and we kind of got a bit of that with the Kingdom and and yeah. uh, Hockey Pad Man, kind of like trying to bring everybody For together. True, yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like um, if it's just Rick doing it, it's kind of like same old, same old. But if it's the idea is sort of like being planted at other groups by other people. That's that's more interesting to me because like Rick doing this like okay we've seen this before he's rallying the troops, um, but I, I think if the other groups have people who of like mind and they get together like that's really cool and yeah well you yeah you're gonna have Rick try and get people in there you're gonna have Maggie try and do it I would imagine at one point uh, Tara is gonna try and involve Oceanside because she knows they have all those guns there, um, you know. The other thing too is we we got a couple of mysteries on our hands, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we got the boot, and then that it was the same. Was it the same person that was at the that was watching them with the binoculars? Yeah, same person, yeah. same boot. So we got that. Um, we still don't know what happened with Heath. Oh yeah, he's uh, missing. Yeah, poor he's guy. Still gone. Yeah, he's he's gone. Um, Eugene is now being held by the saviors. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, uh, we don't, uh, now correct me if I'm wrong, but Carol and Morgan still have no idea what happened to them in Alexandria, right? Yeah, that's right. Like, uh, Morgan, Morgan, I think is getting closer and closer to just saying, Carol, all right, fine, be that way and walking away back to Alexandria. But, but, um, yeah. I, I think Morgan's good in the kingdom. I, I think he's just trying to make sure Carol's okay. But they they don't know that Glenn is and Abraham are dead, do they? No, I don't think so. They don't. No. I don't think they have any idea. So that's going to be interesting because you know that eventually, if if Rick's already in the kingdom, he's going to see Morgan and Carol at some point, right? So you know, to to have that moment's going to be kind of interesting. Ugh, another like Glenn's dead, sad moment. <clears throat> oh, and Abraham, yeah. Too. Yeah. Oh. I know. Hey, uh, you okay to hang tight? I need to send a fax to Cleveland. Um, so there's a couple things up in the air still. My thoughts are, for the second half of the season, it's probably going to be the build-up to the big event, right? You could probably do... I don't know. Do you guys think that this season is going to be the actual fight between the saviors and the communities and we start season eight anew? Or do you think season eight starts with a big fight? 
I, um, I think they can't do the rest of the season as build up. No, I sure. think you sure. <laughs> I think if they do, they're going to lose a lot of viewers, and I know viewership is already way low yeah. compared to the way the season began. Um, I think that. I don't think that it has to turn into all-out war, but I think we need to have some skirmishes between our heroes and villains. And I don't think... They can't do the whole season where it's... The whole season is, now we're going to unite. Now we're going to unite. Now we're going to unite. Because in a movie, that would be the montage <laughs> scene. Yeah, you know right. what I mean? They can't do a half a season of a montage scene. That's already feeling kind of like what they did with the first half of the season. If they do that with the second half of the season, there's a lot of people are going to tune out. Yeah, I, I worry about that too, actually. Uh, my my personal opinion is the first, the first four episodes in March are going to be a lot of build-up and anticipation. The second four episodes are going to be a lot of uh, mini skirmishes and conflicts between the groups. Like at this point, Negan knows Rick's organizing something to kill him, and you know Rick's doing what he can. And like, there's a lot of smaller skirmish and battles. And uh, there's a really cool, infamous scene in the comic books that I think season eight or season seven B will end on, which I think will be a great spot for season eight to start. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that um, with this season, uh, we're going to get a different build-up in the second half of the season. And, and and it'll be, like, I hate to say this, but it'll be the build-up of getting everybody together. And I think the end of this season will be like, we're together. And that moment of we're together will be... It, they're not going to do another cliffhanger. I think they learned their lesson. They're not going to do another cliffhanger. <laughs> no, but I think no, the end didn't. of this season will be some sort of scuffle that between the saviors and a, and a majority of um, the communities. Maybe at some sort yeah. of meeting and there's an ambush and there's a fight. And I think at the end it'll be Rick saying something like, they're messing with the wrong MFs. And, and that's the end, you know? And and, yeah. and that, that cues the dun-dun-dun, all-out war season eight. And then the end of season eight is the, you know, the, the conclusion of all-out war, I think. And, and we have our two seasons of Negan. You know. It'll be interesting, though, to do the conclusion of All Out War, considering after that there's a two-year time jump in the comic books. Well, I, I think that they could do that. Like, honestly, like they, they, can, they, they can legitimately make that work. Because if yeah. you think about it, Carl yeah. has already grown up faster than he does in the comics. Oh, yeah. So they could easily just push off two years and make it. And I think, in all honesty, that that would be a better storytelling mechanism for our heroes to have had a two-year gap. You it'd know what nice I mean? To, it'd be nice to not have to go from problem to problem, right? And Judith, yeah. you um, could just recast, right? Because she's just a generic toddler number two, they've, right? They've, they've legitimately <laughs> recast her like three times, I think. Yeah. I so, mean, like, I just don't notice babies. Like, that's fine, but, uh, you know. That's good, that's good Dad. That's yeah, good. good. No, job. but other people's babies. I, I mean, like, you know, Lou's right. Of course, they've recast her a couple times, but yeah. she's not much of an actress because she just kind of, like... She has the great this season. She 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 has the same uh, she has the same um, acting no matter who's holding her. Like <laughs> Negan's holding her, cling for dear life. Rick's holding her, cling for dear life. Uh, well, Carl's that's consistency. You don't get that from every actor. In I guess that's true. I guess that's um, true. No, no. I 
Yeah, I, I would love to see that kind of thing. Um, there, there's a lot of stuff that I would love to see from the show, and I think um, I I don't know. Uh, overall, to me, and we'll, I guess we'll do our quick like season seven ratings, and uh, we'll probably wrap up here. But uh, overall, to me, I enjoyed this season. My wife did not. A lot of my friends did not. And there's so many things I want to tell them <laughs> that I'm not going to tell them. And I, I hope that looking back at it, maybe after, you know, like kind of seeing like the first half and then maybe leading into the second half of the season, mm-hmm. a lot of it's kind of cool and kind of makes sense. And, you know, we can go from there. But um, I, I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. I thought it opened up really strong. I thought it had a couple week episodes, not too bad. But I think it finished pretty strong too, so I'm I'm a fan of it. What about you, Lou? I I don't hate it. I just my gripe is is my biggest gripe is that there's too many extended episodes. Yeah, I think and we could that, all agree on that too. Yeah, like like I understand extended episodes if you're going to do things, and I think they've always done a really good job in the past. Like even the governor single episode where it was him in that apartment building. That was an extended episode, and it focused entirely around the governor. And yeah. I absolutely loved that episode. Yep. And they did that really well. I, I feel like they're just throwing extended episodes to get people to watch, and I don't, I don't get it. So, I, I, if we don't get the pile of extended episodes, I'll be happy next season, next half a season. So, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't hate it. It's not my favorite season, I'll be honest. But yeah, what about you, Ryan? What's your overall thoughts? Like, it's not again. Like I said, I agree with Lou. It's not the worst season that I've ever seen, and it's certainly not certainly not the best. Like, I think I think the the way people were talking up Negan, it was like, oh my god, when they do Negan, it's gonna be great. And Negan's been the best part of this season, and maybe that's that's sort of the the issue with it is that because Negan's the best part of the season. Anytime Negan isn't around or quipping jokes or keeping keeping the good people down, um, you kind of feel like, well, what's the point, you know? And there are some filler episodes like, hey, Tara's back, so we're gonna spend ninety minutes figuring that out. Yeah, like the longer episodes, and I and I dug the introduction of the the Oceanside community, but it didn't need to be uh, a sixty minute episode. Exactly. And and then and then to have it end with Heath disappearing, we're gonna have a Heath disappearing act episode, and it's like, okay, fine. Yeah, um, you can you can legitimately see where they're going with stuff because they intentionally didn't bring Heath back into the circle, and you're like, okay, so that means at some point we're going to get an episode about Heath. Because yeah. um, I have a different idea about that. You oh, think they're can... gonna? You think they're gonna just leave him as disappeared? No. No, I do not. Captured? Yeah. Okay. I mean, like, I can see that. Like, fine. As long as that's what they do. And um, I, I just, I don't know. Like, I think this, this, the mid-season finale ended strong and brought back the fear that is, oh, this is why. And you kind of saw that as, as they're playing pool in, in, the, in, the, in the road. People are like, are we supposed to be afraid of this guy who's playing pool? Like, he's, he's just kind of a jerk. Like, let's rise up. And then he, he guts someone, and then they shoot someone. And it's like, oh, right, I forgot. He's kind of crazy, and he owns our asses. And, yeah, so, again, kind of an all-over-the-place 
first half of the season, but I, I can kind of see where Bob's coming from and Andrew Lincoln saying that this is a, as a package, this season is going to be good. And, um, it's just the first half's kind of all over the place. It is, yeah. More so than usual. Yeah, I'll give you that for sure. All right, well, that's the season. If you guys want to write in, let us know what your thoughts are on the first half of Season 7 or where you think 7B is going to take us or even 8 or maybe 8B or 9 or 9B. Write us a book. Write us a book, everyone. Please don't write us a book. We don't have time to read it on the show. Yeah, for sure. All right, Ryan, we got any listener feedback this week? We got an Ask the Busy Zombie Lord. Uh-oh. There's a there's a sound for that. This yeah. is the kind of thing that just tickles my balls. All right. All right, here it comes. Uh, ask All the Busy right. Zombie Lord. I also had some questions for the Busy Zombie Lord Lou Page. What is your favorite zombie movie soundtrack? Oh. That's a hard one. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I, I, while you're thinking, I can uh, I can get a couple more in here. I feel like a good soundtrack can really make a movie memorable. Does the Busy Zombie Lord enjoy movie soundtracks in general? Do you own any zombie movie soundtracks in your collection? Uh, and then personally, this uh, I forget to write who sent this in. Okay, but, okay, okay. Go ahead. Uh, I, I have I have an obscure thing. Uh, my favorite soundtrack is not actually from a film; it is Ooh. from a game. Uh, Look up Stubbs the Zombie for Xbox One. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, and 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 the entire soundtrack is like creepy zombie themed remakes of nineteen fifties uh pop songs. Hmm. And it's awesome. I, I do um, remember that, that soundtrack being really well put together. I, I, I know people who own that soundtrack and have never played the game, so like I, I think Coverville is all over that soundtrack because it's mostly covers, right? Yeah, it's all covers. The whole album. Nice. I will say just to add to this, and I'm no busy zombie lord. Oh. I am. I am not a lord nor a zombie of any type, busy or not busy. Um, Return of the Living Dead has yes. had a great soundtrack. Um, yeah. For sure, I, and I kind of remember Zombieland having a good soundtrack. Zombieland and, uh, has a, Zombieland is okay. Um, you guys may not know this either, but this is from Dawn of the Dead. Oh, I know. Yeah, <laughs> that was Dawn of the Dead. Fun fact for you. Fun fact: That's from Dawn of the Dead. That's from Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I have a tank. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I'd say Dawn of the Dead has a really good soundtrack it as does. well. Yeah. But uh, you know, Goblins needs to make more music, so I'm pretty sure most of them are dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I'd say that that game has got the best soundtrack of them all. Um, the Dawn of the Dead remake has an okay soundtrack, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't seen it in a while, so I haven't seen it in a while either. But I remember, I remember the music being like a highlight with montage scenes and stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, there's some there's some good bits in there, and and uh, Zach's uh, Zach Snyder, he's the director from the remake, right? Yeah, he likes to do some really 
weird and good mashups of music to action and i feel like that's why his soundtracks are usually pretty memorable yeah no i i gotta go that that probably would be the best soundtrack out there the remake of dawn of the dead uh it's got some moments like that was the first time i had ever heard richard cheese so yeah actually that's a good point i that's the first time i heard richard cheese as well yeah he gets on the elevator and they're playing uh, a Richard Cheese uh, cover of something, and I was like, yeah. "Huh?" And it's, then I ended up. Uh, everybody I know at that saw that movie was like, "Huh?" I got to look that up. It's like sound, or uh, uh, let the bodies hit the floor, right? Uh, no, I think it's um, it's not that. It's uh, it's another song that's really it's down with the sickness. Is what's oh. playing in the elevator. Yes. Okay. Oh yeah, that was a good one by Richard Sheets. I need too. to watch that. Can we do that film for like, I don't know, like soon for something like an audio commentary? I would really love to watch that movie with you guys. I, I could definitely sit through that again. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. When it first came out, I probably watched it about twenty times. I really liked it. I really liked yeah. it. Yeah. All right, well, I think it's about time to get into the wrap-up here, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Would you like to t- tell the fine folks where to find us and what we do and where where we are? Sure, let's do that. So I want to thank all the patrons first off at patreon.com slash podcast. Because of you fine folks, we're able to do some extra cool stuff uh, every once in a while on the show, like... We, we said uh, we're going to be covering The Walking Dead, A New Frontier, episode by episode as they're released. So stay tuned for that fun business brought to you by the patrons. We're also on Alpha Geek Channel 3. You can usually catch the show in the 24-hour feed when people aren't uh, live. But uh, if you want to find out all of our episodes, even the early ones, even though we tell you not to, yeah, not, don't listen to those. Um, you can go to zombiesdaymypodcast.com, email in if you have a Ask the Busy Zombie Lord or what would Ryan do, or just some general Walking Dead thoughts, email info at zombiesaymypodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook. We're all up on it. If you go to our website, you can find links for all of that. If you want to bug individual hosts like myself, at R. Murphy, Lou at Busy Zombie Lord, and Bob at Bobbert F, all on Twitter. We're all super vocal. Uh, and finally, a quick shout out to Joel Duggan for the artwork at joelduggan.com. A dot com. Thank you, Ryan Murphy, Lou Page. Any last words before we go into our mid season break? Just mm. kidding. We don't have one. Yeah, we, we, we won't be back till February. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. We'll be back next week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know why? why? You know why? Yes, we have some Walking Dead Telltale to play. We do, and let me tell you something about today, guys. What's today? Today was a productive damn day. Damn right. Yeah, Merry damn. Christmas. Happy yeah. Holidays. Seriously, guess what uh, Guess what I fed him? Who? I fed him spaghetti. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, a penis? <laughs> a penis? <laughs> Negan would do that though. He's pretty, he's pretty gnarly. Excuse the shit out of my goddamn French. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Uh, I will shut hatchet? that shit down. Uh, hatchet? <laughs> oh, he's so good. Yeah, he is good, isn't he? Yeah, he's a good Negan. God damn it, man!